Hi, this is Amy with Open House, where we celebrate who we are and what we do as a community. Today, it is my great pleasure to have with us Heidi Acker from the Adams Rescue Mission. We're going to find out everything that they do to support our community. But most importantly, by the end of this, you're going to know exactly what you can do. And this is about donating or volunteering to one of these many amazing programs. Again, we are going to make our community thrive, and you're definitely part of that. So stay tuned, and let's find out how you can make that happen. So welcome. Thank you. I want to um, first have you tell us who you are, how long you've been with the rescue mission, and give us a great overview of what it is exactly. So I'm Heidi Acker, Promotion and Development Director at the Adams Rescue Mission, and I've been there for about 19 years. Wow. Um, but it's not just me. There's a staff of about 15 people, and we have a board of directors of nine men and women who uh, direct a lot of our, our decisions and help us uh, with our day-to-day -day tasks. I was learning with every one of these 15 individuals, it's just not working in the office. They are hands-on, they interact with families or individuals in need, they're in the community, and they're creating and supporting on resources. Yes. Yeah, so we have a number of different programs. Um, our main programs for people would be our men's shelter. Um, that's housed at the mission location where our store is and where the recycling is. That houses up to 30 men. Mm -hmm. And then our Agape House Family Shelter, which is located in downtown Gettysburg, and that serves men, women, and children, families. Um, we have 10 apartments in that shelter. And uh, right now, I believe there's about 36 men, women, and children that live there. Um, Helping to fund those programs because we receive no government funding would be our recycling center, the thrift store, and our greenhouse, and then countless donations from individuals. Let's talk about ARM in the thrift location. This is on Route 30. Yeah. I went in there and I discovered a few things I did not know. One, amazing clothing. I love this location. I want to know about what type of items are you wanting to be donated? And then I want to shift over because I found out about all the recycling opportunities that you have. And I know you're building out a bigger structure to make it easier for people like me to donate and, and recycle there. Um, so let's talk about what in terms of clothing or household items do you accept or are most in need for this location? So our general rule of thumb is clothing and items that are in good shape, that we don't have to launder, clean, fix, sew, a button on, anything that's ready to be reworn or reused. Basically like buy and wear. Correct. Ready to go. Correct. Mm -hmm. We have sorters, volunteers, and staff that sort through every single piece that comes in and make sure that they are in good shape, clean, um, ready to be put on a hanger and put out in the store. Other items, though, are not trashed. Everything else that doesn't make it into the thrift store goes to be recycled as textiles. So even if it's the wrong season and you're wanting to just get it out of your house, that's okay to donate. It might not make it into our store for sale, but it will be sold uh, as clothing, which also supports the mission. And then you have um, household items. Today, I bought a desk there <laughs> just for this studio. So that's gonna go up here. It was $10 yeah. for a desk. Yeah, we really try to keep our prices reasonable. Everything that comes into the store has been donated, given to us. Um, we give a lot of items away as well. We have a voucher program that served, I believe, 100, almost 150 
vouchers last year, and those vouchers can be written out for individuals or families with 10 people. Um, so the number of people that that program touches is countless. So anytime you donate clothing, shoes, um, microwaves, any of that stuff can also be given away to families in need. This location also houses the, the men, up to 30 beds, you said? Correct. And they work at the thrift store. Somebody graciously carried the desk and helped me put it in my car today. So tell me about um, how do these men find ARM and what does that process look like for them living there? And I also want to touch on how can we support the men there? So folks find our shelter in a number of different ways. Just a simple Google search of shelters would bring us up. 211 is a Pennsylvania hotline that someone can uh, find our organization. Word of mouth, uh, Facebook, there's a number of different ways. Other shelters also could refer us. Um, once a man joins our program, they are, they are required to attend chapel services multiple times a week. They are required to uh, be in at a certain curfew, attend church on the weekends. We do random drug and alcohol tests room searches. Um, we make sure that everyone is actively participating in the program. So that means attending recovery classes, counseling that we provide. Um, they're also doing some sort of job, giving back in some way. So whether that's in the store, in the sorting room, doing laundry, up in the kitchen washing dishes, on the trucks, out of the Dropbox, everyone is giving back and doing something productive. So when they come there, they might be in need of a certain time frame, um, whatever that is. Some people are just waiting to work, and in order to work, you have to get a birth certificate, a social security card. A lot of these items are lost or hard to find in certain circumstances. So they can come, stay there, work, and once these things are available to them and they get the resources, they can get back into the community right away. And do you have people who help facilitate certain things? Yep, so our staff is available to help with filling out applications for housing and for uh, medical assistance and any kind of resources that are available in the community to help them, to help launch them into their next step. Um, getting paperwork, like you said, the birth certificate and social security card are vital to moving forward. Um, and that process can be very complicated and daunting to undertake. Uh, so we're, we're able to help them get those resources. Um, and then when they're ready to find a job, we assist them however we can. Um, we also help take them to any medical appointments and just we're, we're there to truly help the men meet them right where they're at um, through counseling, networking out to other agencies if need be. How can our community support besides shopping besides donating, what can they do to help service um, the, the men that are there? You have something you put on Facebook that I call to action is around maybe $80 a month, and yeah. what does that do? Yeah, so a donation of $80 a month feeds a man for a whole month, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 30 days. Um, so that's an easy way someone can set up a recurring donation just by clicking that link and making that donation every single month uh, it's a small cost, but it goes a long way. I did a little calculations. It's less than $3 a day. Yeah. And it could be that cup of coffee. It could be a larger luxury item that people buy. 
and just maybe foregoing one time a month one of these luxury items, $80 a month would feed a man three meals a day for an entire month. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. Do you get enough donations now or is this a call to action that you're constantly needing more? It looking? is a constant need. Um, the thrift store provides a good chunk of our funding. Um, it is not our mission, but it is a tool that we use to support our mission. Same with recycling. Recycling is a lot less, but it does bring in uh, much needed funding to support our programs, but it's not our mission. People are our mission. People are the mission. Yeah, that's so nice. What, I just learned you accept cardboard. What else recycling are you accepting? So cardboard, office paper, uh, plastic bottles. Those have to be number one and two. Um, we take tin, aluminum, cans, tin and aluminum cans, um, magazines. So a lot of these household items that people typically just throw away or discard, yeah. you can take. Absolutely. Do you have a paper shredding opportunity or? We do. So a lot of people want to watch their paper being shredded for security reasons, and that is a free service that we offer the community. They can just make an appointment with our industrial staff to come in. Um, they can stand there and watch. It's an industrial shredder, so it goes pretty quick. Um, and they're welcome to make a donation if they'd like. It's not required, but every paper that comes in, even if it's just left at the Dropbox, we do shred. And what are your hours? When um, is the donation center open all the time, and when is the store open? So the store is open nine to five, just like our offices, um, and that's Monday through Saturday. Uh, the Dropbox is right now kind of just open. Uh, it will be changing, uh, put behind a fence. We have had a, an issue with a lot of trash being donated. Um, which cuts in then to our program costs. And uh, the new donation center will allow for gates to close, so those hours will probably eventually change. But right now, people can drop off clothing, household goods, and furniture from 9 to 4, Monday through Saturdays. And then the general recycling, cardboard, magazines, newspaper, um, from 8 to 8, Monday through Saturday. I notice also on Facebook... Um, you have sometimes an image or a call to action, like we need a refrigerator, we need, what is that need always just within that home or throughout all of your missions that you can say, hey, over in the Agape house, we need a new refrigerator and they can go to the mission to drop that off? Yeah, so the mission is the best drop off point for things that are for the Agape house or the mission. We do try to post pretty regularly when we have specific needs that come up. Um, I was actually told today that I need to post that we need a vehicle. We need a, a van to be able to take the men to their appointments. We had a van donated years ago, and it has it is reaching the end of its life, and we need a new one to be able to transport So that's a big men. call to action. If you don't get that van, then maybe donations can help support getting that as well. Correct. And what is your Facebook page so people know exactly where to go to start looking for what is needed and get involved? They would just type in Adam's Rescue Mission. There's also a link on our website, which is www.adamsrescuemission.org. Also a contact form on there to reach us by email, by phone, and any other way. And your website, when you go to the website, you're not going to just find out about the thrift store, which we've been talking about. But let's shift over and talk about the Agape House as well. Um, Tell me about the families that come there. Why do they come there? And what is the goal and the outcome for these families? So kind of like our men's shelter, people come to us for a variety of different 
needs and reasons. Um, we've, had, we've housed people after a fire, um, domestic abuse situations, divorce, medical issues that just come up, loss of job due to multiple different reasons. Um, there's just so many different ways that people find themselves homeless. When they come to the Agape House, what can um, they look forward to with the assistance of your team? So they work directly with each client individually to make sure that we are meeting them right where they're at. Um, again, if they need paperwork, they start at the very beginning with getting them the paperwork that they need to move forward, um, setting up primary care physicians if they're not from the area, getting them situated with medical assistance or on the housing application list, and just preparing them for what's to come down the road so that it's a little bit easier for them. Uh, there is counseling once a week. They do budget counseling. There's parenting classes. They network with other agencies to get them back to work um, or looking for jobs, childcare, just all the different things that, that go into living life. So once individuals or families come to either one of these centers we just talked about, they are guided through the whole process. They're not just left to try to figure it out. Each one of your staff members that you highlighted earlier is really a hands-on, committed individual to getting these individuals back out into the community at the highest level possible. As much as we can. And we also have some volunteers that really have chosen to work directly with clients, um, more as like mentors. Um, one of our board members, she goes down to the Agape House and she, she babysits sometimes for some of the, the moms so that they can go to work or go to um, an interview. Uh, so there's just there's gobs of different ways that people can get involved directly with people. There's gobs of different ways people can get involved behind the scenes, sorting books, sorting clothing, um, just countless opportunities. When during the year is your biggest call to action for volunteers. Is there a time or is it all year constantly? It's constant. It's really all the time. We have certain events throughout the year where I need a handful of volunteers to help with a specific event, but for the most part, we have daily opportunities for help. Do you have people in the community that come to you and say, hey, I have a job opening or I know of resources? Is that another call to action if, if people in our community have opportunities and jobs? Do they ever come to you and you have a posting for individuals? Uh, we have had that happen in the past and it really depends on the clients that we have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it's not the right timing for certain people, um, but when it works out, that's, it's always amazing. So another call to action for the community. So with the Agape House and the families that are there, you talked about a lot of the resources that are available that your staff and volunteers support with. What about meals? So they each have their own kitchen in their own apartment, and the families usually qualify for some, for some form of food stamp assistance, and we have a life skills coach who's able to help them plan a menu, shop for groceries, even help them learn to cook. Um, so they pretty much do their own meals down at the Agape House. Any donations that we receive that are for kids or um, food that is better for the families down there, we certainly take down and help, it helps supplement because food stamps are not meant to, to supply every meal. Um, at the men's shelter, we serve about, last year we served approximately 21,000 meals and that's with that $80 a month per man. Um, 
we're buying in bulk, we're using whatever donations we are able to receive. We have, um, a couple weeks ago, a, a group in the community prepared lasagna, and they brought five pans of lasagna in for the men and salad and garlic bread, which was a, a really nice treat for them and a, a break for our cook. <laughs> that is a great treat. So you have so many different things that when somebody comes to one of your locations, whether it's the arm, thrift store, men's, or the Agape House, the resources available to them have the same goal in mind. Help get you from where you are to where you need to be and back into the community. Correct. And through donations, volunteer, your staff, this happens. But with everything, more help can be needed. Where would some of your number one areas of call to action be, this is the most important for the men's, this is most important for the families. Is there one or a few things you could highlight for us? So we always need volunteers um, in every department of the mission, I would say. The Agape House specifically, it's a three-level apartment building, and there are times when we're just relying on, on our staff members to move furniture. Um, so we have three ladies that are working there and shouldn't be lifting any of this furniture. So we often need volunteers kind of at a moment's notice, kind of just to be available or say, hey, by the end of this week, we need a couch and a table removed from the Agape house or brought up into the third floor of the apartment. And is that announced on Facebook? We are working on um, a link that would people would be able to sign up for very specific jobs. Um, and that will be posted on our Facebook, yes. That's excellent. So people who want to help and not sure how, they might have a skill set or an ability. They would go to this link when it's set and ready to go, fill out their information and, hey, I'm great at moving furniture or I have a truck or just things. Yes. So when you come to a need, you can go to that page and find the right people in the community who want to help and want to support. I find a lot of people want to help our community thrive. We live here and we want to see it flourish. And a lot of times people say, oh, I don't have the time or I'm not sure how. So not just through your Facebook, but your webpage gives people a lot of great ideas of how they can help and support. Mm -hmm. The number one thing obviously is donations. Donations help keep this cycle going, help get people in the right area. Donations, what I like about your site is with the, the meals for the men at arm, you can say, I want to do $80 a month and it reoccurs. You can go 100, 200 and more a month. So if that's something you find in your heart you want to do and can do, that is the easiest and best way to do it. It's a reoccurring and you know you're helping every single month. If it's less than that, I know there's donation drop-offs. They can write a check, um, go online, fill out a form. And if it's not that, they can volunteer their time or start... Uh, signing up for some of their, you know, maybe they can help move furniture, like you said. Yep. And there's a lot of statistics here. This one says 6,974 nights in the men's shelter. Is that Just in one year? year? Yeah. Where would they be if it were not for your shelter? What happens? Potentially another shelter. Um, potentially on a friend's couch or under a bridge or in their car. Um, it's hard to say. So your shelter supplies a very safe place. Yes. It supplies 
a place where they know they're going to be fed and get the support and the assistance to move forward. It keeps our community in them safe together. They're not outside at night freezing, getting wet. They are going toward a productive place in their lives. And would you say that people who come to either one of these locations are, the circumstances could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and they're truly no different than you or me. It could be a loss of a house, like you said. COVID probably had a huge infrastructure issue. What was that like? That was an interesting one to navigate. Um, we, we did shut down the store for a few months, uh, but the shelters obviously stayed open. We managed to keep COVID out of the house for a long time um, and kept the men safe. Um, there were a lot of people that really struggled but were helped through the eviction moratoriums that mm -hmm. were in place for a while and the extra food stamps that were in place for a while. And then that went away. And that's when I would say that we felt a bigger impact of people calling and saying, I'm gonna be evicted all of a sudden, um, or I, I have no food, where can you direct me to? I think what's interesting is truly anybody can end up in these circumstances yeah. based on just a series of events, a job loss, an illness, an accident, a family member loss or where people have to come together or there's no space for them anymore. So it's important to know in our community who these people are, maybe not by name, but more of a connective of these are our community members who are thriving, they want to thrive. And due to your efforts, your team's efforts, these different housing opportunities, these people are thriving in our community. And that's incredibly important for the call to action for donate and volunteer. You have a couple times a year where donation is asked the most. What is that, those times? So the giving spree would probably be the biggest time. Um, it's a great time for people to give because their donations go a little bit further. Uh, with the incentive match. Um, we're always accepting donations year round. We put our asks out there mostly in our newsletters and on Facebook. How do people get your newsletter? So they could send us a message, an email through our website just to be asked to be put on our mailing list and we'd happily do that. We send a mailer out four times a year just with our upcoming events, different needs that we have and just things going on with the mission. That's great. It's not an overwhelming email campaign. You also have Facebook, the website, for a lot of opportunities for people to jump in and get information and find out how. So the giving spree is huge. But besides that, it's, it's all year. And again, these statistics are incredible. What happens, you, you talked a little bit about um, extra clothing and, and how you can donate and, and everything is used, nothing, nothing is thrown away. So unless someone donates something that is wet or oily, that can actually contaminate everything else, um, everything gets recycled otherwise. If it doesn't go into the thrift store, it would be bailed up and sold as textiles. I love that you use every aspect. Um, what is this one here? 402 local children were adopted through the Adopt a Family program. What so is that? That's a, a really fun outreach that we do. It's a Christmas time thing. Families from the community that are struggling this year, they fill out an application 
it's basically a wish list for each of their kids. And um, we ask for specifics, favorite colors, shoe size, the whole nine yards. And then we have sponsors from the community who want to purchase gifts specifically for these kids. So they don't receive names, but they do get an age and likes, dislikes, needs, and wants. And then they shop for those kiddos. How many do you families fill out these applications? So this is 402 local children who would not have had a Christmas Correct. otherwise. Yeah. There are other community programs. Um, so they potentially could have received from another program, but I think that number shows that the need is so great um, that not one organization can do it all. 402 children's lives were changed this past Christmas for people jumping in and sponsoring. How, is that again on your website, how yes. you would sponsor these families? Yeah, we put that out there in October, around October. Um, and we, you can choose to shop for one child, you can shop for a whole family, you can say, I hate shopping, I just wanna write a check and we have volunteers that will do it for you. Um, there's wrapping opportunities. If you just enjoy wrapping and you wanna bring your staff in, we can uh, set up tables and we, have, we can make it a very fun time to wrap presents for community kids. And what would you say, if somebody wanted to sponsor a family for this sh Christmas, what is the average cost depending? So we'll say two kids, three kids, four kids. Yeah, it sometimes depends on their ages. The older kids get, the more expensive their gifts seem to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of depends. Um, around 100 to $150 per kid is an average of what we recommend someone spends. And there are people that can't do that and just say, you know, I want to donate one toy and we will use it. We'll find a kid that had that toy on their wish list and we'll make sure that they get it. That is amazing to know that these children are gonna wake up and have that Christmas. It's really important in the structure of society for kids who go to school to feel they're equal to their peers. And everything has launching points. And as a child growing up in, we'll say the agape house with your family, what I love about how you and your staff treat them is, constantly opportunity-based and flourishing motivation. So these children and these families seamlessly fit right back into the community, regardless what brought them there. They're equal to everyone else. And this Christmas incentive buying gifts allows that child to have no gap and no delay in this developmental time of their life and to feel a part of something. Yeah. That is so special. So with everything that we've talked about, which is expansive, and I'm gonna highly encourage everyone to go to the Facebook page, um, the website, we'll have all that information here to learn more because there's so much more that you can do to fulfill the needs, the donations, volunteer, or just shop local at the thrift store. But I wanna ask, we're six months in to 2023, so you've accomplished quite a bit, but what are you looking forward to for the end of this year? So we have a couple projects that have been started. That new Dropbox, uh, yes. hopefully we'll be featuring something about that coming up this year. Um, that will be finished, we'll be removing the old Dropbox. It'll make our donation center safer, um, easier to understand how to donate, what, what our expectations are of the community. We also are hoping to pay off the rest of our Agape House mortgage. So we owe just under $100,000 on that mortgage. Um, 
So that's a huge goal of this year, but I think we can do it. That is a huge completion to something. How long have you been paying on that house? Do you know? I think in 2013 is when we broke ground to build that, that new front part of the building. And uh, it's been a long project, but it's, it serves so many people in the community. Um, and we're close. That is a great goal to celebrate. So yeah. I can't wait to be a part of that. Yeah. We also hope to expand our thrift store a little bit. And um, we're always looking forward to the giving spree. That's a, a huge event that is a highlight for us. Without the giving spree, what would that mean if that didn't exist? You probably wouldn't have a lot of these programs. Yeah, I think we reach so many more donors through that. It's, it is the best time to give. It's a, a wonderful feeling to know that your gift goes a little bit further um, at the spree. That's the time that it happens. Uh, it's also a, a time to give to multiple organizations, not just the mission. Um, there's so many other organizations that do similar and way different things than what we do. And that's really unique about all these different nonprofits in Adams County. They speak to different needs. So in totality, people don't have to just pick one. They can work with multiple things based on what the needs are. Um, just even if they do another nonprofit during the year, even a sponsor a family for Christmas yeah. or maybe a man for $80 a month. That's pretty easy. Donate. Yeah. Recycle. Even recycling is giving back. Yes. That's extraordinary. So with the giving spree, what are the goals you want to hit and what amount would that look like? So we would really like to build our endowment fund to be just a, a, a larger fund for us to be able to depend on each year. Um, so we would like to hit $200,000 for our endowment fund this year. And for general today gifts, we'd like to see $150,000 come in. And how are those gifts spent and utilized? So general money goes to pay the light bill. It's, it's the non-glamorous stuff, <laughs> but the bills that we all have. Um, so that's the food, that's the utilities, all of the things that have to be paid for that nobody thinks about. Right. That's another portion of it to keep it going, to keep people involved, keep staff on board yeah. to do all these things. So with Adam's rescue mission, we know about the thrift store, the recycling program, the men's home, we know that even $80 a month can feed a man three meals a day for that entire month. And we know that these men are getting jobs and the support they need to get back into the community to be a flourishing individual. We also know about the Agape House for Families, how whether you're a single mother, a family, children can go and have a safe place to regroup and move forward. And you have the assistance and the people in place to step-by-step step help them do these things. They're not just, here's a place, good luck. Yeah. It's here's a place and yes. all these support mechanisms. To make this happen, it is donation-driven, loving the volunteers, and the giving spree. If you have to give everyone watching this a heartfelt message that you're passionate about, what would that be? Wow, uh, I think I would just encourage people to give in whatever way they can. Um, 
that might just be cleaning out their closet and donating clothes and shoes. It might be saying, hey, I can, I can babysit for someone at the Agape House, or I could volunteer to take a man to doctor's appointments. Um, maybe it's signing up for reoccurring donations. Anybody can give in some capacity. And everyone should give in some capacity here in Adams County to keep us all thriving and well. This is our community, and within our community, everyone is special and needs to be recognized for each attribute that they have. If donation is in your heart, please visit their website or Facebook. If just thrifting and buying some great new items or donating those items is in your heart, definitely get on the ARM website and Facebook page so you can make that happen as well. Look for the new donation center where the recycling is gonna be. It's gonna be very easy, drive up, make it happen. So that helps our environment as well, should be on the top of your list. So again, the call to action for you is giving back to your community keeps us all thriving, healthy, and well. And thank you for spending this time with us. And Heidi, thank you for everything that you do in the many, many years of service you've done. Thank you. It's extraordinary. So you will see me a lot at the thrift store, not just volunteering, but purchasing, <laughs> and a lot of other things I can do. I'm here for you to help the whole way. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks again, everyone. And we will stay connected, and I expect to see you at some of these great locations, too. Bye.